to minister to innocent people. Innocent people have nothing to fear from the wrath of God or from the judgment of God. Innocent people don't require a mediator. Innocent people have no need for a savior. They don't need redeemed. Only guilty people need redemption. And so the innocent native in Africa has nothing to worry about. He can get to heaven on the sheer virtue of his innocence. But what's the unstated assumption in all of this? <laughs> what's the real question? Are there any innocent natives in Africa? Are there any innocent natives in Australia? Are there any innocent people anywhere? If the scriptures tell us anything, it teaches us that the one common denominator in which all human beings participate is in the problem of sin, which is a transgression of the law of God. You say, wait a minute, some of these people in aborigine societies not only have never even heard of Christ, they've never heard of the law of God. And the Bible says that where there is no law, there is no transgression. So how can we talk about people who are guilty of breaking laws of which they've never heard? Well, when we're talking about the law of God here, though, we're not talking simply about the Old Testament rules and regulations that are given to the nation of Israel for reading and transcription and recitation in the synagogue and in the temple or the New Testament mandates of Christ. The New Testament tells us that in addition to that written law, that God has also written on the hearts of all men the basic principles of his requirements so that all men, by very virtue of their participation in God's world, have some understanding of what God requires. To say it another way, everybody has some sense of right and wrong. And so, in addition to that, everyone violates at some point in their life their own sense of what is right and wrong and therefore transgress the law. So I don't want to labor the point, but I think that it should be clear at least to those conversant with the Christian faith that it's axiomatic that no one is pure, no one is innocent. We have a saying in our own culture that says what? Nobody's perfect. And yet what does God require of mankind? Does God grade on a curve? Or does God require holiness and perfection? Perfect obedience. If we transgress that requirement, we suddenly become debtors. We have a guilt problem. So now the question is, not so much what happens to the innocent natives, because that really is a rhetorical question, because there aren't any innocent natives. But really behind that question that people are raising is, what happens to the person who is innocent with respect to Christ? What happens to that person who's never heard of Jesus? Surely God is not going to condemn somebody for rejecting Christ if that person has never heard of Christ and never had the opportunity of hearing Christ. Well, I think that's, that's good sound thinking. If a person has never heard of Christ, never had the opportunity to hear of Christ, God is just. God is righteous. God is not going to punish people and say, all right, I'm going to punish you for rejecting my son. 
of whom you've never heard. God wouldn't do that. And usually when I explain that to people, there's a collective sigh of relief, and they say, oh, whew. that means we don't have to worry about the Great Commission. We don't have to worry about the missionary enterprise of the church, because if we just leave these people alone, they'll be all right. But again, another assumption is working there that ought not to be there. And here's the assumption that many people make. The unspoken assumption is that the only ultimate crime for which God will punish men is the rejection of Christ. That's the assumption. Let me say it again, that the only crime for which God will ultimately punish people is for rejecting Christ. Well, think for a minute. If that's the only crime that God holds men accountable for,